Welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is uh, Season 2, Episode 36, Autobop. And last <laughs> uh, episode, we had uh, global two global superpowers, basically. went Almost went to war because a trophy hunter named Lord Chumley decided Defcon he too. was going to take the head of Optimus Prime, and it all went bad for him. <laughs> it did not end well. No. This week, we're at the Dancetron. It is the Dancetron. Oh, it's the Dancetron. So we're back in New York, New York, too. Yeah. Uh, Don't you remember going to the Dancetron when the 80s, Paul? Oh, the Dancetron. tell you. We'd all go to the Dancetron. But this is it a... was so common in the lexicon, I almost don't even need to say Dancetron. I could just say that place and everybody who was alive in the <laughs> 80s. We'd, oh, fuck off, John. So there's... These three kind of punk guys hanging out in front of the Dancetron, because I guess they're not on the guest list or something. It's a really exclusive place. Even there's a line like two blocks long. But uh, one guy, I didn't recognize him at first, but uh, the the Latino guy here is Raul from uh, Make Tracks. Raul. Yeah, and then yes. there's two other... Raul is uh, back. Two other punks with him, and one of them, I never really figured out which one it was, is named Rocksteady. So there's actually like a punk in a cartoon. Oh, is there really? Yeah, I didn't I, even I think, think they had names. Dude. His name is Rocksteady. He actually says that. Okay, I then never, the white dude is a officially bebop that's what i called them in the thing it's, okay good <laughs> yeah. so what they they start breakdancing and if, if rocksteady and bebop weren't enough uh this dude straight out of mad max comes up like mohawk yeah. leather spikes everything yeah. comes up and he's like you can't be dancing here <laughs> he just yanks the cardboard out from under yeah, they, <laughs> you meet big and then they're like yeah what are you gonna do about it and he like snaps his fingers and literally Ten dudes in equally crazy outfits mm. just walk into frame. Raul and his and Bebop and Rocksteady are like, "What? Did, oh, what does he say to Michael Jackson? We should be like Michael Jackson. Pull and, Michael Jackson and let's yeah. beat it." No, 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 no. This this whole episode is steeped in them. Like as they're running, um, the kid Raul who's holding his boombox, he was like, "Man, I wish this was the real blaster, and then we'd be uh, safe." And his one of them is like, yeah. "You know the you know blaster like I know Prince." It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, guys, man. we get it. It's 1985. We get these, it. These guys jump on the side of a dumpster on wheels yeah. and start riding it downhill to escape. But the, and very conveniently the, ride right in front of they tracks. They're now blocks away from Tansatron's corner. Like, why are these goons still chasing them? Like, I don't know. They're gone, man. Just know. let them go. But they are. They're still chasing them. They chase them right past tracks. And then the three of them, the dumpster hits like a, alley. like a street Dude. elevator. So they, uh, the, the, three, the three amigos there, they kind of get surrounded by these Mad Max goons. Then all of a sudden, Blaster and tracks. who are the... Like the only Autobots we see this episode, I think. Pretty much, yeah. Or I mean, I think yeah, they might be. They show up and like shoot all the the thugs' guns. They all have laser guns. Yeah, all of a sudden uh, these guys sh- had guns. Like, why didn't yeah. they just shoot the breakdancers in the first place? Then, if they if you're gonna chase them like nine city blocks, just shoot them and have it done. Like, come on. Or at least shoot the wheels of the dumpster. Out. And then there's this one guy, this punk, and he's got these white go-go boots on. Very tasteful. Wraps a chain around Blaster's <laughs> gun arm. Blaster just. Flexes his arm and it breaks. He's like, "Dude, you in over your head or whatever he says." I don't know who who voices Blaster. Uh, it's a guy I named Buster Jones. If... That's all I can tell you is that I know uh, the guy's name. That's a, is that Buster the only Jones. Autobot he does? Uh, yeah, that's the only one he does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so they they talk to the three. This is when we find out one of the kids is Raul, and uh, he's like, "Hey, Trax, how's it going?" Except it's more like, "Hey, fuck nuts, go <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck yourself." <laughs> 
Like he's really aggressive. Yeah, did you notice the, the the white punk? He's voiced by Frank Welker. It's Freddy's voice from Scooby Doo. Yeah, know? it is. Yeah, yeah, Bebop is Freddy's but voice. That's the same guy that does Megatron and Soundwave, uh, among many many others on this show. But yeah, that's Talented guy. That guy is yeah. <laughs> so let's figure to point that out. Blaster and Trax decide they're going to go check out the club. Yeah, because Trax noticed that there was a businessman on oh, the yeah. crew. Because and it does the first of uh, these little flashbacks where it just shows something that just happened, so you can see it again now that you know. Yeah, <laughs> this was very weird. much like aimed at the five and six year olds. Like, hey kids, yeah. remember this thing he pointed out. A minute ago? So they's going clubbing. They go and, clubbing. Oh, my God, the clothes. Man, it makes me glad I was never more than 11 in the 80s. I mean, it becomes a thing because there's, like, they find out there's people who shouldn't be there. There's a lot of weird outfits. But even the outfits, yeah, well, like, the... Yeah, one guy that shouldn't be there, there's this one guy who's way too old to be there. And he's voiced by Casey Kasem. Yeah. Uh, says he has to get one of those suits, like, <laughs> Blaster and Drax are wearing. And, he, like, he even asked them, he... where'd you get those threads? Yeah, where'd you get those, something? those threads? If he gets them yeah. in Soho? This is <laughs> when like, Trax is like, what? hey, there's a lot of people here that don't belong. And it's, like, people in very fancy suits. Yeah, but Blaster's like, I don't care, man. This is my shit. Like, Blaster is having this. He loves it here. And then these three women in evening gowns, and, like, one of them looks like she's trying to dress up like a Dr. Seuss character in this green dress with long gloves. Very tasteful. But this stupid thing in her head, if they, they want to dance with Blaster. All of them have the expressions and the of the vocal intonations of a Valium addict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they're like, I would love to dance with you. Would you, would you like to dance? There's a guy in a tuxedo dancing with a woman in a bathroom. I think scene. she even has curlers in her hair. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, th- there is one in this because I mentioned it later. So as as the Autobots are in the club, these two Autobots, uh, we go up to like the the owner's office, the windows that look down the whole yeah, club, the, and the manager's office. It, yeah. The manager, Starscream, and his I guess bouncer is Soundwave. <laughs> yeah. They they kind of talk. Oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna kill them now. Oh, wait, blah, my plan is working perfectly. <laughs> and then commercial. Oh no no no, we go into a train before a break. Yeah, and for some reason the conductor or whatever the guy is that drives the thing, he just cranks it up to 11. Yeah, like, but Ra- Raul, Bebop, and Rocksteady are on the train. And he, yeah, he cranks it up to 11 and starts <laughs> looking just... like insane. Ah, kind of madness <laughs> looking in his face. And commercial break. And when we come back, as the train's zipping along, there's like, for some reason, people hanging on the side of this <laughs> thing. like leaning out the window, shaking their yeah. fists. There's a guy like hanging <laughs> onto the edge of the damn train. He flies past this platform. You see all these women trying to hold their skirts down because <laughs> it's going by so fucking fast. And then... The conductor, whatever he is, he rips the handrail off the wall. Sure. He starts beating the <laughs> controls with it like a fucking psycho. Like, he, oh, oh, he goes God. nuts. And conveniently, Trax <laughs> and Blaster are walking home from the club. Train goes by. <laughs> so uh, they transform, race up, catch yeah, on to the train. this is a really cool shot. I like this where Trax uh, transforms, tells Blaster to get in. Blaster transforms, jumps in. And it's like he just tears off down. The wings come up, flies up onto the tracks, and then switches back to Corvette mode. And he's just flying down the tracks. Well, not literally flying anymore, but he's coming down the tracks after this train. Yeah, I thought it was really, Despite really cool Despite being shot. kind of a D-bag, Trax is like a legitimate awesome Autobot. He has a there's a whole scene later with Starscream through the air that's just fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, another one you mean. Yeah, so they catch up to the this subway or uh, this train and Blaster crawls up to like 
uh, he blows out the engine while Tracks holds onto the back of the train and slams his feet into the rails to slow it down. Yeah, kind of like I think Superman did that in one of the Superman movies. Spider Man did too, I think, with his webs in one of them. A uh, superhero did it before, but yeah, but same, know, same idea. You know, I'm pretty sure Mr. Incredible did something similar. Uh, yeah, the train grinds to a halt and. Um, the, as soon as it does, the conductor just takes off. We're never going to see him again, but he's loony. And uh, they, they realize something's going up. So what, they send Blaster back to... I thought he was going to go to the Ark, but I think he ends up in Sparky's garage. Yeah. And he's going to figure out what's going tracks, on. But uh, tracks and... Um, and uh, uh, Raul are going to go back to the club. And then Bebop and Rocksteady are like, hey, why can't we go? And Raul says, some guys got the juice and some guys don't. <laughs> and gets in the car. Like, that was never an expression, was it? <laughs> well, he's the guy that needs the bread, man. <laughs> so they, they, he's got some juice, Paul. Uh, he's got the juice. They drive past this uh, building site or something and tracks thinks it's suspicious and he's like dude it's just a building mm. going up like, but it's one in the yeah. morning nobody works that like like you idiot you're in new york city it's the city that never sleeps lots of people work at one in the morning in new york i yeah i wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if there's like building permits in new york for like 1 a.m to 6 a.m <laughs> and yeah so they go check it out and they're like why are all these people here dressed like this and there's one person in there's a lady in the backless evening gown with this little fascinator thing in her hair. Very tasteful. On the construction site. Like, what the fuck is she doing there? But, yeah, there's, there's like, all these people who should not be there are. And when they see tracks and uh, Raul, they charge them. They rush yeah, at they them. They pick up, like, hand tools and run at them. And there's this one guy in, like, orange pants with a green top and matching go-go boots or whatever they are yeah. and this white ascot very tasteful yeah he picks up a sledgehammer and like th- then there's this one guy up on the yeah the they, building he starts firing a rivet gun at tracks which apparently this one is full auto so it's like oh he's just full spread so and we should also mention that this building is like this becomes a thing. This building is kind of typical cartoon building in that it's half built and most of it is just iron girder. So picture a big 3D grid. <laughs> yeah, that's the building. Pretty much. And then we go to Bebop and Rocksteady and this dude walks yeah, up in a suit. they're all depressed sitting oh, in an alley. I wanted to go to the club. I don't have any juice. <laughs> yeah. And this guy or walks bread. up and he's like, hey, you boys want to go to the dance tron I'm trustworthy. And he just gives them two tickets. Yeah, because, you know, dance clubs always offer free passes to single men, right? You know, here you go. <laughs> So, so Trax and um, and Raul being shot at by rivets, they're like, we're going to go check out the Dancetron. Let's get out of yeah, here. They can't attack these people. How is that lady in the floor-length evening gown, very tasteful, running that fast without holding her skirt up? I mean, I think she'd and break in, her fucking neck, man. Yeah, probably some pretty that. impressive heels, too. Yeah, anyway, she's good at it. She, yeah, she is. And they, they run. And then we go back to the Dancetron, and the Mad Max dude from the beginning sees Bebop and Rocksteady sneak in, and he pulls out a video radio device, and contact Starscream. He's like, use once, I should do somethings about this. <laughs> uh, Starscream says, no, let them come in. And uh, so they go in. Rocksteady guy just grabs this girl and hauls her out into the dance floor. Like, uh, you might want to say hi to her at least first, man. Like, holy shit. This show does not do 
the Me Too era well. <laughs> and then there's the, the other girls just kind of standing there with this stupid expression on her face. And, she's and, and like, they're not dancing long before all of a sudden they just zone out mm. and they start to walk away. And kind of in it's jarring because we immediately cut to Blaster on a computer talking to Teletran 1. And basically it says, look, there's probably some hypnotic sound stuff going on that could be present at Dancetron. So Blaster's going to go check it out. <laughs> and we go then. Oh, then we see Trax and Raul yeah, arrive at the club. Trax just calls the bouncer a creep. And walks yeah. in. But like, this is after he says to Raul, hey, don't come in because... Uh, there's something going on in here, so you stay out mm-hmm. here where, you know, nothing can happen. So uh, they go in and Trax runs into Bebop and Rocksteady. And he's like, uh, they're like, hey, come with us. We want to show you something. Yeah, we found something. Yeah. And it's Starscream. <laughs> yeah, he takes them up to the office and the door opens and Trax is like, you! And like... Starscream tries to shoot him, and Trax returns fire, and then they use the ultrasound transmission, and all the humans move to attack him. And they, they corner him on, on the second floor of this. It's kind of like an open concept thing, like you can go up the stairs and still look down on the dance floor. The they get him up there, and somehow knock him back down to the dance floor, and like all the speakers come down with him and land on top of him, and commercial break. Ba-da-ba-bum. And then when we come back, uh, we've got Starscream on the horn with Megatron, and he's uh, telling him, basically says, Construction's on schedule, and I'm gonna win the day, and tracks as a prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Yay! And then Blaster comes to the club, and it, now there's no lineup in front of it anymore. No. And he meets Raul. But Raul's still standing <laughs> outside, and he's like, I'm going in! And Blaster says, man, you ain't going in. Don't be no jack. Ah, motherfucking turkey, basically, is what he says. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell if, if Blaster is cool or if he's a, a racial stereotype. He sounds to me like a, a 70s... Uh, he sounds like Venus Flytrap. Same idea, yeah. They go into the club, and Raul right away runs into his friends, and they're like, hey, come with us. We found something. Yeah, everybody's dancing and he, away again. We have another flashback where he goes, he remembers Blaster's... Oh, oh, yeah, Blaster, when he wanted to come in, Blaster said, hey, don't, there's some hypnotic shit going on in here. And... Uh, he remembers that and stuffs a bunch of tissue in his ear yeah. and then just runs. Yeah, he knocks over the woman in a brown strapless one-piece bathing suit and one, ma- not not two gloves, one matching long glove. Very tasteful. And she looks exactly like a Yellow Dancer or Lance or whatever you want to call him from uh, Robotech Generation 3. Like, it is the exact same character. I like, would bet. Like, I mean, if wow. you're an animator and you're <laughs> anyway. animating a crowd scene, you've got to want to put in a couple little... Easter eggs of, you know. Yeah, maybe. Just things that pe- people are going to go, oh, it, hey, it, yeah, look at that. I think it's just a coincidence, but man, does it ever look like Yellow Dancer from, uh, or uh, Yellow Belmont, if you want to call it from Genesis Climber Must Be. But yeah, anyway. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so uh, Raul's friends pin him down, and uh, they yank the earplugs out, and he runs away. He splashes water in his face out of a mop bucket. <laughs> yeah. And then he just douses his buddies with it, and water yeah, breaks with the spell. bucket water. <laughs> and what what nightclub has just like a mop and a mop bucket sitting leaned up against the wall at the edge of the dance floor? <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Dancetron, that's what, dance club. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they realize that the the uh, water kind of breaks the hypnosis spell, and then they stuff more tissue in their ear, and they find, they run off and find tracks, and he's chained to a sound system that yeah. is literally shaking him apart. But uh, Raul jumps into the, the sprinkler system and, and turns it on, just dousing the entire crowd, including a woman in a burgundy floor-length gown and beaded necklace. Very tasteful. And then... Uh, Blaster walks into the office. He starts uh, shooting at Starscream. 
and they this this fight just kind of stops. One thing I want to comment on is oh no, that was before how, how they get tracks free is uh, they climb onto each other's shoulders, and uh, Raul picks the lock on Trax's right arm, and then with his right arm, Trax just rips all the other chains off like effortlessly. Yeah. If he could just rip the chains down, why didn't he? Like. I think he kind of likes it being, you know, strapped to this thing. <laughs> oh, but shaking me apart. <laughs> He's so straight-laced during the day. Yes, I think I think humans are just great people. I'm not interested in them that way. <laughs> so um, then, oh, my God, Paul, I didn't realize this was the fight I needed to see. It was... It should have been longer. It was yeah. I it, when it happened I was like, "Oh my god, why haven't we seen this before?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was Blaster versus Soundwave. Yeah, someone is about to get served. <laughs> and it was what did Blaster say? He's like, "You're a subpar well, sound system." And whoa, and I wish I had written it down. Soundwave had a good retort. He's like, "Something something shock you." Yeah. I wish I could remember. It's good though. It was good. So yeah, basically they they blast each other with sonic bursts and kind of knock each other around and we cut away from it too fast we go to tracks oh yeah starscream's taken off and tracks gets the three amigos in they sit inside the seat and he takes off after starscream even though a corvette is a two-seater vehicle but doesn't matter they are kind of crammed into the front yeah i suppose yeah so they uh, they fly around and man they go is it now when they go into the building uh can't yeah. Oh, no, no, no. What happens it, first is, no, first Trax goes up and he seeds yeah, the clouds. To, to make it And it rain. causes rain. So everybody building the building wakes up and they all flee. They stop. Yeah, including a woman in pink sponge rollers and a rose bathrobe. Very tasteful. They all drop their tools and run for it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so then we have this chase with uh, Shock, or um, Starscream and... And Trax chasing them. Yeah, it's, it's a really, really cool scene. Yeah. It's great. There's some tracking shots where, like, they're... F- so basically, Trax goes into the building because they realize they no. can't outgun Starscream. But Trax says, <laughs> I can outfinesse him. Which is legitimately a, a solid point with his character. It's like a great, great... Uh, the only other person who would do that is old Power Glide. Yeah. But Trax flies into the building and there's all... And Starscream follows. So there's all these shots of Trax weaving in and out of the, the big eye beams And there's even a couple tracking shots that just follow him as he swoops mm. down in front of the camera. And then Starscream comes behind. There's laser fire. It's a legitimately awesome action scene. And and the one thing that actually finally stops Starscream is he clips his wing yeah. on, on a girder or something on yeah. the way to the building. But probably because he's an F-15, which has a 42-foot wingspan, and you're flying through a fucking building being built. But no, <laughs> other than that, I thought it was a really, really cool, cool scene. But I, I, th- I think that was just the whole point where Trax was like, I can get through this building, and I know he can't. He's not as... as he can't turn as tight as me. He's bigger than I am. And it worked. In the end, it no, was a smart he's, a, he's an F-15 eagle. Yeah. If this was a contest of speed, Trax wouldn't have a fucking chance. Oh, not yeah. a chance. I mean, an F-15, yeah, you can do a lot of things with that, but turning on a dime isn't Absolutely. one of them. And Starscream all dinged up. He flees away. And we go back to Blaster and Soundwave. And Soundwave has, like, Blaster pinned to the ground with some big <laughs> kind of weapon. And... Uh, like knocks him into the speakers and blaster it was dumb but ah, neat idea he hooks two big speakers up to his fists and like punches sound waves at sound waves yeah <laughs> he defeats sound wave with sound waves yeah and causes guess what a cave in the club roof the club yeah, ceiling collapses rips on him. down the dancetron and that's why yeah. if you go to new york now there's no dancetron 
It's very sad. Very sad. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it's up there with Studio Fifty Four in the history of amazing <laughs> nightclubs. But uh, so then, so the Decepticons are dealt with. Blaster and Trax go to this building, and Blaster uses his newly found fist speakers, <laughs> yeah. and Trax uses his laser gun, and they, they just, just they just knock the building down. Yeah. What was the building even for? That's what I'm wondering. It doesn't matter. And the, so we go to Blaster and um, uh, Trax, and they are saying to Raul and his friends, "Hey, you guys help save the day. If there's any." Thing we can do, and they're like, actually, <laughs> they immediately call him on it, like, oh, yeah, bluff called. And they say, hey, our, our, our ghetto blaster, our boombox, uh, broke in this whole exchange. Can you be our boombox? And blaster, for whatever reason, blaster's like, oh, man, do I have to? It's like, like, it's the worst thing for him, for even though it's like reason. his favorite thing to do. You'd think he'd be like, yeah, yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> Oh well, it, it works out for them. So because uh, we have tracks uh, kneeling beside them as they break dance, saying to a, a, a gathering public, "Hey, everybody, come check them out!" And people are throwing money in a bowl beside <laughs> yeah. Blaster, and he's like, uh, "Are you good? It'll only take about three more days, Blaster." And he's like, "I can't take it. <laughs> Why not?" <laughs> They got the juice. Yeah, they got the juice. You notice how there's a woman in a floor-length pink dress? Yeah, all right, that's enough. <laughs> okay, so when Trax goes back to the club, first he throws the bouncer out of the way after calling him a creep, and then after encountering Starscream and Soundwave, and gets surrounded by humans, including a guy in a purple Elvis suit and a woman in a blue dress and bright red go-go boots, very tasteful, Trax knows he can't fight back because he can't hurt the humans, so he climbs to up the speakers to the second floor. Why doesn't he just walk out of the place? Like, anyway, they surround him and somehow hit him hard enough to knock him back down to the dance floor. Like, no. Trax is an 18-foot-tall Autobot, and they're unarmed humans. Uh, experiment time. Go outside. Get as many friends as you want. Make sure there's at least one girl in a pink leotard and fishnet stockings. Very tasteful. And get in a fist fight with your car. Oh, how did that go? Yeah, your hands are broken and your car is covered in blood and full of dents and there's no fucking way your insurance company is going to believe that a guy from a podcast told you to do an experiment to prove a point at how hard it would be to knock a corner. There you have it. There's the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast show. That was uh, Autobop. And the end of Dancetron. That was. It's just, uh, it's just a piece of history now. It's a lesser known piece of uh, New York City history. Mm. But... Uh, if you want to, we have our memories. If you want to see a piece of trash, you can find Paul and I on uh, <laughs> Twitter. I don't know. At, I'm at John Sobey. Paul's at P McPherson one. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, rate and review us in your podcast app. That'd be nice. You make sure you tell your friends. Tell all your friends, and then uh, oh, come back next week. We're gonna watch, uh, or we're gonna talk about the search for Alpha Trion. Yeah, Triton, Trion, 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 Trion. Bye on. <laughs> see ya. Very tasteful.